Hello, Collateral Gaming listeners. Chazzle Dazzle here from the Trial by Air Variety Show podcast. I just wanted to take a few seconds to invite you guys over to what we do. No, it's not video games, but we do invite really awesome and unique bands from all over the world. We dig deep into their souls and find really cool stories to tell you, and there's tons of music every week, so subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. We look forward to having you. I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Megan Gomez. And I'm Alan Gomez. This is Collateral Gaming. Welcome to Collateral Gaming, the only video game podcast that matters, where we focus on good games, bad games, and everything else in between in the world of gaming. We are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast. So whatever you have, smoke it if you've got it, my friends. Smoke it if you've got it. Well, we're here under one roof today. Hello. (laughs) Hello. We've got Alan and Megan back on, and and apparently Alan and Megan have some news as well. Surprise! We got married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that that's just really great to hear, guys. Marriage is is really a blessing. I mean, it, it changes your life forever, you know. And I've I've myself have only been married for a year, and and we've had our fair share of struggles. But yeah, I'm actually I was really really happy for you guys when I saw that. So. Well, thanks. Now we've got a player two forever. Yeah. Because you already know I'm player one. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, in in terms of uh, news, speaking of news, um, we've actually got quite a few topics uh, to bring up on Collateral Gaming News. The tea is hot, honey. <laughs> Well, first off, one thing that we're all super excited about. Well, there recently was an event, and Sony teased God of War Ragnarok. Oh my god, I've been freaking out the whole time. We (laughs) talked about it in the group chat, and I literally screeched like a freaking baby monkey. It was great. I cannot wait. We were right, though. We we knew it was somewhere along the lines of Loki's name. They couldn't just not continue this. Well, I was thinking maybe there would be a DLC, but they're just like. Boom! Surprise, bitch! And well, you're like, the new consoles oh. coming, it, it would make sense. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I didn't see a DLC coming, but like, it was one of those things where like you couldn't really tell what was going to happen well, next that, because it's either charge twenty dollars for DLC or charge, charge eighty a for a new game, seventy dollars for yeah. a new game. <laughs> yeah, because all the games I've also been up to freaking sixty, seventy dollars now. Yeah, apparently, so I, I believe all PS5 games, uh, at least all the all the first party ones, are are going to be seventy dollars. So you telling me I got to pay seventy dollars for more Aloy? Well, I mean, the problem is, is I think games honestly are worth more than $60 and have been for quite some time. That's why we have DLC. Essentially, what, what I think a lot of developers are doing is basically charging what the game is actually worth, you know, through DLC. And you pay an extra $20, $30. That's closer to what it should be retailed at. But obviously, we, you know, we didn't want to change that dynamic. But 
if, if we're getting better content, you know, I'm 100% okay with paying $70 for, for more game, you know? Eh, it as depends. long as I get more game and not, hey, if you want to continue, you know, pull the whole EA card on me. <sighs> uh, I don't yeah. want to talk about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. No microtransactions, please. But, but please. DLC, good DLC. You yeah, know, there is good DLC. Good, good oh, yeah. DLC. Like the, the, what's it called? Fuck. What's the name of it? Uh, it's a DLC in Mass Effect 3 where you get, what's her name? Oh, I don't even It's know. like an extra 10, 15 bucks, but it's like the most exquisite DLC you can ever buy. That's it like is fantastic. Three generation of consoles ago. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but I'm still stuck on Mass Effect. I'm telling you, Bioware, we need a remaster, bro. It's time. Oh, Bioshock. Yeah, I'll be happy with that, too. Uh, yeah, I've actually been playing Bioshock on the Switch recently. I, I got the whole collection. Babe, babe, we need a Switch. We just... We need a Switch. Let's play the lottery. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of Switch, uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity was announced. That's something yeah. I'm personally super excited for because I loved the first Hyrule Warriors game. It is, it is one of my favorite games. It's awesome. I unfortunately haven't had the chance to play with the Switch much. We've been playing... Um, with uh, my brother, we've been playing the Mario Party and stuff, and we really like that. So we've been really wanting to get one. Plus, I mean, I haven't played any of the new Zeldas yet. Please don't come at me, Zelda fans. Please don't <laughs> come at me. I've been I've been stuck in the PS4 world, okay? Plus, I got into multiplayer thanks to my husband. Thanks for that. Now I play COD all the time. Hey. Hey. Now I'm a simp. Thanks. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is, is going to be interesting because unlike the first Hyrule Warriors game, this one will be canon to the timeline because it's telling the story of the hundred years before Breath of the Wild. So, you know, that whole scenario where everyone dies, yeah, that's what we're going to be playing um, with that classic Warriors gameplay. Um, I'm a huge fan of Hyrule Warriors. I was really blown away by it. I liked it more than I thought I would. And I have all three versions of the game on Wii U, on 3DS, and on the Switch. So that just goes to show how much I I enjoyed that game. And I've, I've been stoked for a sequel ever since it came out. So I'm really interested in the direction they're going with that. In other Nintendo news, we've got the uh, the 3DS was discontinued. Yeah, that's kind of sad news. I remember when they first came out and everybody was like freaking out, out about 3D mode. Oh my God. That was the best. That's the handheld one, right? That yeah. is yeah. the handheld you, you just showed your age so hard. That's the <laughs> handheld one, right? Well, I had a Game Boy Color when they first came out and then didn't get another Game Boy, you know, Another one until I went up to the, I guess, the is it the SP, the one that flips open, but it's still single screen? Yeah, the Game Boy Advance SP. Yeah. yeah. that's a, I never had the Advance, the rectangle one. I just had went from Game Boy Color straight to SP. My brother had the uh, regular Game Boy. Just remember playing on long car rides, had to get the little attachment for the lights or playing underneath the street yeah. lights when you pass by one. But there was no backlight. Yeah. I, I had a Game Boy Advance SP. I never had the original Game Boy Advance. I had an SP, the, yeah. yeah. It was the better version of the Game Boy Advance. You know, it was it was portable. It's like the DS Lite of the Nintendo DS. Yeah, um, that's where they got the light from, from the Switch. It's from DS. Just but, so you know, makes sense. I mean, I saw my neighbor had one, but of course, you know, he was both of his parents were you know divorced, so he had two Christmases, and they were both trying to outdo each other. So he got this and that, and this and all the best of everything. I know and I how that like, goes. Can I play it? And he's like, <laughs> Yeah, sure. Here, my my dad bought me one too. We can both play. I was like, Oh. But you can't have it. I want two. I was like, you can only play one at a time. You know what? That's fine. I'll just play whenever. <laughs> Sounds like a sweet deal. But uh, yeah, I think we all have a lot of um, a lot of memories of, of the 3DS and the, and the original D- Nintendo DS series as well. So it, it's somber news, but at the same time, Rip Nintendo dogs. <laughs> 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 that is 
such is the nature. The I mean, Switch things kind of killed it. So I mean, it does. Yeah. Both. Once the Switch came both. out, it was like it was it's its own handheld device, and so. you can put it on the screen and play it as a console. Oh, and I mean, once the Switch came out, it was like the Wii U was only out for what three, four years, and it just nope. Done. Well, it wasn't really making any profits. No one really well, bought anymore. I mean, some people did, but they weren't really playing as much, I don't and think. And then Animal Crossing happened. <laughs> and it, it's such an underrated console. I love the Wii U. I yeah. just... Um, you the know, Switch not, is better. The Switch the Switch is better. The Switch is what the Wii U, I think, which should have been. And I'm glad that Nintendo turned around in that direction and have gotten a lot of success with the Switch. I just... Let's yeah. hope we get some better, you know, new games coming out. Oh, speaking of Switch, um, I can't wait to buy one so we can play freaking Mario Sunshine. Oh, yeah, I, I just bought Mario 3D All-Stars today. Oh, I can't um, wait. That was I, my favorite yeah. game on the GameCube as a kid, and I'm so freaking stoked. I cannot wait. I, I love it, yeah. Uh, Sunshine was one of my favorites growing up, too. I played a lot of the, of the original Super Mario Sunshine. Moving right along, anyways. Sorry, we got on a tangent because we're <laughs> Nintendo fans, if you can't tell. It, you know, that, that's, that's what this, is, this whole podcast is about. It's about tangents. But, yeah, we also mentioned, of course, um, we did get into it a little bit about the ps5 so um, we now have prices and release dates on both the ps5 and the xbox series x and series s mm-hmm. um i i thought maybe the ps5 the xbox prices were out already but I, i've been paying attention to the playstation and i was waiting for that um so we've got the ps5 at 4.99 and the ps5 digital edition at 3.99 and i was really tempted i was i thought i was pretty much decided on the digital edition I was like, fuck yeah, $100 less, and I don't have to worry about scratching discs. I mean, I, I'm ready to go digital as long as we have enough hard drive spice to do it. But yeah. then I started thinking about it. I have so many PS4 games, and it's going to be backwards compatible. Is I, it, though? I, I heard that it might. It will, I guess it's PS3 it, it and older. Go, yeah, no, it's, I think, PS4 and some select PS3 games. I don't think it'll go all it, the way back I, to I the think original. it's just PS4 from what I heard. Yeah. Okay. Because um, um, even the PS4 itself was only compatible with so many games until they released the, is it PS Now? I want to say. Yeah, and I use the PS Now service. It's great actually. You get to catch up and play some old PS3 mm-hmm. and PS2 games. That's how I got the Beyond Two Souls. Yeah. That uh, I was playing. I know the Xbox yeah. pricing. It's gonna be uh, for the S. It's gonna be two ninety nine. Yeah, that's the a X, digital, right? It, yeah. No, it's just smaller. I, I, I haven't really. Looked I think too it's much like half it. the size. Here, why don't we just the, look it up? We have smartphones right next to right. us. Oh it's my too god. Much work. It, the Series S specs are quite a bit different. I remember. Um, apparently, the Series S will not be able to play. Xbox One X enhanced games. Yeah, no, it won't be able to play any of the enhanced games. For the previous generation. So that's kind of interesting. But I don't have a major issue with that. I think that, you know, having a model of a cheaper, more affordable console for people that don't care about specs. It's more of a value thing. So it looks like it's running. um, It says reduced load times and stunning visuals at up to 120 FPS. Looks like it's going to be pretty much just like. I think it's the same, just without a. It's kind of like if you compare it to Apple, like the SE version of the X. So the X is going to be the fully loaded with everything that you want. You know, it's obviously going to be the most optimized, kind of like a PS4 Pro or you know what have you. Um, And that one's at what five ninety nine? Which one? The X is it four ninety nine? Four ninety nine. Mm-hmm. They downed it from what I heard originally. It was going to be five ninety nine. Got to undercut your competition so you can get more buyers. It's literally so the same price. The yeah, the flagship consoles cheaper. are both going to be running the same price, which is good. So that means that whether you're going with PlayStation or you're going with Xbox, um, you'll pay about the same for the flagship. And then obviously, um, I guess the Series S is going to be cheaper than the digital edition, but 
The only difference between the PS5 and the PS5 Digital Edition is the, is the optical drive. Yeah, that's literally the only the, thing. The PS5 Digital Edition will have um, identical specs to the PS5, from what I'm aware. Uh, maybe maybe a smaller hard drive size. We're not sure. I I, I would think it should have a ho- a bigger hard drive because yeah, it's, no, all, it's digital. It's all digital. Well, plus they have the disc. new cloud service. I know. I know. Whenever I got my ultimate, um, is it the ultimate with the one with the the gold and then the Game Pass, and then it came with something else. It was like everything locked into one, and I got it for like a dollar. Well, that's Xbox, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I know when I got that, it, they were talking about in, um, I think it was E3 last year? Uh, they were talking about how they're optimizing cloud services. So a lot of the, the storage is going to be based on cloud service, kind of like, again, Apple with their um, iCloud. Well, that's so it's going to be Microsoft's own version of a cloud service. Yeah, the xCloud, right? Yes, xCloud. Thank you. Good God, I could not think of it for the life of me. And, you know, that's a good model. Apple actually has built up a really, really good model with iCloud. Wouldn't want to store my 5,000 photos anywhere else, baby. Alrighty, and then speaking of Microsoft, all of my Skyrim fans out there and other Bethesda fans. Um, so, yeah, Microsoft just bought Bethesda today. Um, I personally don't know how to feel about it. I'm kind of terrified because I don't need them messing up Elder Scrolls 6. No, be ma'am. Huh? I think it'll be better. Oh, well, huh. you better be right. Mm-hmm. Let's hope you're right. Let's just hope that, and, and supposedly on a in case-by-case basis, that it'll be decided whether Bethesda games are going to be uh, exclusive or not. But I'm hoping that, you know, at least with the Elder Scrolls series and the Fallout series, they realize that it's much better having it multi-platform and ha- having that available. But Yeah, well, I mean, even it d- doesn't depend on, or doesn't depend, it doesn't matter the... The console type, a lot of the Bethesda games that, you know, they're so famous for are literally like game of the year for that, like for Xbox, for PlayStation, even for the Switch. They have a game of the year version of freaking Skyrim and yeah. and Fallout 4, right? Yeah, Fallout 4 and yeah. Fallout New Vegas. I've been playing the, the Skyrim on Nintendo Switch. Did oh, they so get good. it for Fallout 76 too? I don't remember. I, I remember a lot of criticism about that game. I heard mixed reviews on 76. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard I've heard different things. My sister likes it. But, you know, basically what I've heard is people that like Fallout 76 say um, you can't come into it expecting what you got out of the other Fallout games. Yeah, it's, a, it's very, very different. It's like mm-hmm. flip the script kind of thing. Like they're trying to rewrite their history, kind of like Andromeda. So we got another Terminator on our hands. Oh, shit. Everything previous is null and void. Well, from what I know, it, it's more just kind of a spinoff. Like they'll yeah. go back in their main series games to the same style of gameplay. That's like Fallout a seventy six is just yeah, it's a different thing. Oh, so same universe, just different character. So basically, like a da, ba, da, ba, 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 Rogue One. Oh, okay, got it. There you go, yeah, like Rogue One, perfect example. Um, and, uh, what's uh, we got the Call of Duty Cold War? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so excited! So they're dropping uh, Black Ops. I guess it would be considered Black Ops Five yes, Cold War. They did a whole spiel on uh, Warzone where you drop in and you complete some certain challenges, and uh, you get to meet Sergeant Woods again. I'm he so comes excited. in there. He gives you a, a skin for a gun or whatever, and then you got to go run to the stadium, and then. I think a nuke goes off or something, and there was a big trailer about everything. It looks really awesome. And, I'm so uh, excited. They're going to tie in Warzone into the new Black Ops. I don't know how exactly that's going to work, mashing mm-hmm. up different weapons and eras and stuff like that, but uh, I guess they have a plan. Yeah, they're going to integrate everything together. I'm personally so excited for it just because like, I played Black Ops 4 a lot, especially with Alan when we were first dating. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, I was just so freaking stoked um, because like playing like um, Modern Warfare, I jumped in my first game. I was level one, you know, just trying to get it had taken my Xbox a year to understand this game and finally download it. Like every time I tried to download it, it took over 30 hours. It would stop mid download. It was having an issue or there was once it was finally downloaded, there was an update. And I was just really, really upset, especially because like I had heard so many good things about this game. I was very very disappointed yeah. my first game i drop in i'm playing with level 100 plus and it's my first time playing this cod and obviously it's a lot different than black ops 4 yeah. black ops 4 you know i'm just gonna run you know friggin' ready to bring the lightning and i'm just gonna go and you know i'm gonna zap everybody with my little bot but it's not the same i can't remember his name for the life of me right now and i think it's based in the 80s during the height of the cold war yeah and i'm gonna be mad if i don't get a mullet in one of my characters <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that's definitely exciting. I I like the Black Ops series. I haven't kept up to date. I think my brother and I, the last one we played was actually Black Ops Three. But I'd I'd like to get back into it. And I there is a there is a Black Ops uh, bonus round episode in the works. Oh, thank God! <laughs> I'm gonna go nuts on that because Black <laughs> Ops Four is honestly it's one of my favorite games to date. Um, before. Before, you know, the podcast and everything, and especially, you know, broadening my horizons, I wasn't big on, you know, a lot of the multiplayer games, because obviously I didn't want to be like every other freaking gamer girl, like, oh my god, I totally play COD at night, ah. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't want to be that girl, I'm like, no, screw you, I'm gonna go play some Mass Effect and, and some Last Guardian, but then I ended up, you know, just kind of branching out into it, and loving that I could just blast people away with a shotgun every two seconds, it was fantastic. Freaking shotguns. <laughs> Shotguns is, is the best way to play. Any, In a multiplayer map like that, you got to go shotgun. And you can no-scope it, too. Just yep. knock them off their feet. <laughs> Every time. I, the only thing I hated, though, was like there was one map, and I can't remember what it's called right now. But every time, I would misstep by one step and fall through the fucking floor. Yep. Every time. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like... <laughs> and Megan, watch out for that. Mirror, mirror's effect <laughs> killed herself. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> But Anyways, we should probably wrap up our news. We're kind of just reminiscing. But yeah, we had a lot of tea to spill today, guys. We had a lot of tea. And I, I, I think it's going to be good to be talking about some things that we're excited about before we get into the uh, the just sheer sheer terror that we're going to get into here. Yeah. But before um, we, we discuss the, the horror that is Action 52, uh, widely considered one of the worst video games of all time. <laughs> I say, dear chap, shouldn't you go on a diet? Are you talking to me? Hmm, maybe these guys would make these holes bigger. I could fit easy, you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, I'll help you out. No worries, no. Come on, guys, we have work to do. We come from the Action 52 game world where every game is... Yeah, we're talking action and lots of it. We got space, dragon, adventure, even war games. Yeah, dude, we even got rescue games and, man, they're smooth like ice. Hey, what about you guys? Oh, yeah, we're in there, too. The Cheetah Man. Yes, but that's another story. If you want the ultimate game challenge, you have to get Action 52. Yeah, it's so cool. 52 games in one, and you can even play it on Nintendo. Man, it's awesome. Get yours now. Now playing at a store near you. Um, if you're not aware of what it is, I mean, it's it's kind of in the it's it, it's in the arcade games, arcade I category, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It, it's all in the name. Okay, it is an unlicensed multi-cart video game compilation featuring 52 games of various genres. 
Um, hmm. This includes mostly scrolling shooters and platformers. There's also uh, included among those 52 games the Cheetahman, uh, and that, that this is the the promotional work. This is what's what's on the box art. It, it's it's what was um, advertised primarily. You know, it's on the title screen, and and the Cheetahman was apparently a, a franchise attempt uh, at something similar to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but Cheetahman. But Cheetahman. But what would be their master? Because it's not like the turtles where they're in a city, like a raccoon. But there's no raccoons in. There's no turtles in New York City either. I mean, maybe somebody's pet turtles got loose. You don't know that. <laughs> maybe they didn't rise to the planet of the turtles. You don't know. <laughs> My God. I don't know. Maybe it'd be a freaking monkey, like a uh, what's his name, Rafiki. Just you don't do that. <laughs> Whoop that ass over there. But um. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, I'll just let you guys know right off the bat, okay? Um, it's bad. It's we, fucking terrible. Don't know. even let him lie to you guys. It's bad. It's horrendous. You, you, you want to know what's something that's funner than Action 52, okay? Pick up 52. That, that, is, that is a funner game than Action 52. Pick up? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Memory Bank 1. I would rather go to work. Yeah. <laughs> um, this game is notorious among the gaming community for its abysmal quality and poor functionality. Um, like I said before, it is definitely on the list. It's on most lists for, for worst video game of all time. However, interestingly enough, the cartridges are valued by collectors, um, both for the notoriety and for their, their rarity. Uh, one, one thing that was interesting about this massive pile of steaming shit... <laughs> <laughs> Is that it was priced at 199 US dollars. Can you believe that? I literally bought my Xbox with a one terabyte hard drive and 17 games for the same price that you can get this steaming pile of ass. Well, not to mention, $199 when this game came out. 1993, was it? Yeah, now that's like, what, 400 bucks? It's equivalent to about $375 today. I saw a lot of copyright numbers that said 1993, and I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> this game came out on the Nintendo, uh, the original Nintendo, the NES, and the Sega Genesis. Their Rip. whole claim was that it was less than four dollars per game. Yeah, but like, but you couldn't itemize each game you wanted. It's yeah, either buy them all or suck it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, like a lot of very um, famously so bad, it's good uh, kind of things, films, movies. This this has actually an interesting development history. And there's there's generally a reason behind these these atrocities, and and there definitely is, there is an explanation here. So it has to do with the director of this game. So well, just to get into a, a little bit of the, of the the details, so to speak, Action Fifty Two was developed by Active Enterprises. I believe this is their first and possibly only game. Uh, and then uh, so, yeah. the Genesis version was actually uh, developed by Farsight Technologies, um, but uh, both games were published by Active Enterprises. Now, the director, Mr. Perry, uh, claims to be a businessman from Miami. And Miami? Miami? Mi- Miami, I'm sorry. Miami. Miami. Uh, he is the owner and founder of Active Enterprises. Now, the story goes that he w- had witnessed his son playing an illegal multi-cart game from Taiwan. And, and these are a dime a dozen. I think we've all seen them. They're generally shoddy product, product, products like this. They, 
claim to have, you know, 50 to 100 games, but like half of them don't work or there's bootleg copies. Um, but he thought, you know, and this and here, 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 here it is by quote, I figured I'd do it legally. It's obvious when you see something like that, you know there's something there. Like what? You watched your kid play a game and you were like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to go find some guys and go dev his game and fucking send it. Like what? Full send. <laughs> Full send. And you fucked it up, dude. You're like that video of the Jeep where the, the, the body literally just comes off the chassis and the chassis just keeps going. Full send. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently that was genuine. He uh, did not initially intend this to be a scam. He legitimately thought this was good business, and he thought that the Cheetahman franchise would make him rich. Yeah, well, uh, we saw how that went, buddy. Rip. <laughs> uh, like you said, Alan, this game was originally showcased in 1993. This was at the International Winter uh, cons- Consumer Consumer something Consumer Electronics Show, I think. Let's see. Research. Oh, shit. Well, it helps if you actually have uh, internet connection. Hold on. Oh, hey, sorry. We didn't give him the Wi-Fi password. So that was the yeah, International Winter Consumer Electronics Show. That's what I said. Okay. He claims to have raised $5 million for the NES version from private backers in Europe and Saudi Arabia. Now, uh, most of the work was done by uh, three college students who were employed for game design, music, and graphic programming on an Atari SE. Uh, these students included Mario Gonzalez, Javier Perez, Albert Hernandez. And also there was an unknown fourth developer. We don't know his name, but it was those three college kids and, and someone else. Now, they, they had a three-month deadline. Three was, months? No wonder it was a sack of shit. <laughs> three months, yeah. No, no, ki- no kidding. And this is for the, just the Nintendo version, right? And very little play testing and bug fixing was done at all. Yeah, you can tell. I mean, even just in the... Um emulator that um alan and i used it like you couldn't even load half the shit and it was just like you like i don't we were playing norman because we played the genesis version um because we literally could not find the nes version so we were playing norman and literally trying to walk through and you're this little tank dude trying to protect yourself and like they go like three squares away from you and suddenly it's like oh well i'm gonna get attacked and i'm gonna die it's like bro i'm five squares away from you how the fuck did you just kill me yeah, if you're not right on the same little megapixel, like one aisle over, and you shoot and you don't hit them, but they're like, they can still touch you. I'm just like, bro, this is dumb. Like, it looked fun. I was like, can I try? This looks actually fun. Like, maybe I could be good at it. No. Four deaths no. later, I was like, fuck this shit. I'm about fuck to this shit. I'm out. Mm-mm. I'm done. <laughs> no thanks. Yeah, this uh, development team apparently was flown to Salt Lake City, Utah. I mean, it was Gonzalez who's had a lot to say about this. Um, he's He apparently is on record saying that he doesn't remember that the game, who the game company was, that they were, um, whose studio they were working in, but that they had been working on the Nintendo adaptation of Star Wars V, The Empire Strikes Back. Um, and then we also know that Action 52 had used, actually plagiarized, sculptured software's music engine. So, therefore, uh, the game was developed at sculptured software, but not by their staff. And like I said, there were several songs that were plagiarized, like, like from example tunes in the music studio um, by Activision for the Atari ST. And anybody who loads up the game will, will hear the sample from It Takes Two, 
in the opening sequence as well. Oh yeah. Cut. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Now yeah, now that you said it, I hear it. Now, uh, onto the Genesis version. Now, this was actually, like I said before, this was developed by a different company, Farsight Technology. So I guess they were kind of contracted out. It was developed on the Macintosh LC over the course of one year. And you can tell. There's far fewer glitches than on the Nintendo version due to having more experienced programmers and the fact that they actually pressured Active into playtesting the game. You know, like you're supposed to do. Perez and Hernandez were involved, but not Gonzalez. And uh, the music was contracted to New Romantic Productions, composed within 48 hours. Farsight was also set to develop a version for the Super Nintendo and another multi-cart game called Sports 5, but uh, then Active withdrew from the video game industry. Where did they go? Well, people found out about this shitty game, and they were done. They were ruined. So there are no copies known to exist of either one of these uh, if you're hearing a bell in the background, guys, I'm sorry. That would be our little cat, Margo, who seems to want to be adventurous all of a sudden. Oh, it's okay. My daughter's voice is in the background of the last episode I did, so. <laughs> uh, Surprise, we have hearts. <laughs> but there are two known prototypes that exist of Action 52. Uh, prototype one is owned by movie and games distributor Greg Pabich, or Pabich, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Uh, more on him later. And this actually surfaced in 2010. It was a result of a business proposition that Paybitch had turned down. Um, however, he kept a copy of the prototype. Now, these prototypes have numerous differences from the final product. Um, for one, they do not contain the Cheetahman. Um, in its place, we have Action Gamer, which only has two levels, and one of those is incomplete. So uh, Perry had actually insisted on the inclusion of the Cheetahman, and so Action Gamer was reworked into Ooze, um, which was the game that was promoted for a competition. Again, we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, first off, we'll kind of get into the, the gameplay here. So we know a little bit about the development history, and we know it's bad, but how bad is it? What is the gameplay actually like? Um, I mean, it's just... The only one I genuinely liked, and I think it's just because I genuinely love carbs, is Alfredo because, like, that one's actually really fun. Like, I played that one the most. Like, that one was just, you know, back and forth trying to catch pasta in a pot and running away from, was it beans or sausage? I'm not sure. A lot of the sprites, it's not really entirely certain. It doesn't, it doesn't really, I, I can't really tell what it is. There, I think, too. Yeah, and the tomatoes were no or, bueno. Yeah. Yeah. I remember some of the space shooters, I literally couldn't tell which direction my avatar was facing. Oh, my God, looked, yes. It was completely symmetrical. Um, but, yeah, they're bad. Um, several of the games are not even playable. It's interesting that you mentioned Alfredo because that's one of the games on the Nintendo version that is completely unplayable on the original you know, cartridge uh, on Nintendo hardware. Now, most emulators can play Alfredo, and some of the later revisions can, but... The original. Um, in, the, in the original one, it, it just crashes. Um, same thing with Jigsaw. And on the emulator that I was playing on, actually, because I played on one where I was able to play it, and I played on another where it did not work. I think, which one was it? The 15 puzzle, I think is the name of it? Literally could not figure that one out. I typed every damn key on the keyboard, and it would not move. And I was really? like, what? <laughs> I, I even, like like, just... 
did like normal like gaming like pc gaming stuff nope no Mm-mm. there is there is a game that is that bad that no pc controls can fix it yeah, no, it, it the controls were a mess. I mean, I know, I know it was emulating, but even just the, the physics, even just controlling the characters were hard. But our most common genres that we have here are space shooters and platformers. So thankfully, the gameplay is pretty simple. We didn't have to worry about trying anything too complex. And, yeah. and you pretty much got the gist of each game playing at just a few minutes of it. Um, one, one thing I noticed, especially in the Nintendo version, is that every other game is a freaking space shooter. Yeah. It's like you keep, it's like, okay, another space shooter. Okay, I get it. Move on to the next one. Because there's just really not a lot of variety there. Perhaps more infamous is that, and, and again, this is more prevalent in the in the Nintendo version, are the mini technical issues. I yeah. mean, we have major, glitchy, uh, major glitches causing freezing and crashing. We have incomplete or endless levels, confusing design, and unresponsive controls. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even on the emulator, like, there were some controls that were just completely unresponsive. It was just bad. I remember playing Ooze, you know, the game that, the game that was promoted. And, and and there's actually several on there. That on the game, uh, there are several mini-games on the game or several games on the collection that act this way. But when you jump, it's it's not like you normally would jump in a, in a uh, side-scrolling platformer. It's like... You hit the button and then you hit the the uh, arrow key to go, or I guess it would have been the D pad. It's weird. It doesn't. It's not quite right, and it, it really throws you off. Um, and, and speaking of ooze, okay, so this was the game that was advertised um, for a competition, and essentially for anyone who could complete level five, they got a prize of over a hundred thousand dollars, and that included some scholarship money. It's a great thing. Except for the fact that the game crashes after level two. So that prize is actually impossible to win. How does that even happen? <laughs> it happens when you don't play test. So developers take note. That's important. You have to test your shit. Yeah, no shit. Or they did it on purpose just to boost sales and never have to pay Yeah, out. get somebody to play and then never have to have, you know, like all these people are buying your game and then, you know, never you have, have profit and you never have to pay them. <laughs> like some kind of Ponzi scheme. I don't even know. I don't know. This, this, this the level of, of shit. Like, if, if this guy really thought this was going to make him rich, I don't know what he was smoking. Uh, this is why you should have experienced developers. It's why you should have people who join the game industry actually have some knowledge of the game industry. I think that's yeah. important. But yeah, there's just there's so much inconsistency. Even getting like feedback from players, like I noticed that that's a thing that a lot of uh, devs are doing now is um is you know finding like select beta you know users you know and even alpha you know whenever it's you know just in first development, um they grab you know huge fans of franchises for example like the Dark Souls franchise even as far as into like the COD franchise like there's certain players that get to play like the original cut of the game while it's still not even characters or anything yeah, the, yet it's just stick figures the alpha I guess yeah on the yeah. alphas and then they're playing a lot more into that um and that's something that you know obviously they didn't do back in this time because they're like oh well you know people are gonna buy it anyways they need a form of entertainment. I'm Call of Duty, people gonna buy me regardless. Yeah, for real. Well, Shh, worst I, fifty dollar purchase I've ever made. I guess I thought. I mean, you've already spent the hundred ninety nine dollars, so can't Any, be that bad. <laughs> I, I can't imagine how anyone was unlucky enough to actually buy this piece of shit. Well, from what I know, it wasn't very successful commercially. 
So some of the more infamous aspects of this game is that the uh, the manual gives each title uh, a one sentence description, and some of these are com- incorrect in terms of the details, or just completely different from what the game is. What I think is funny is that the game titles are not even consistent in game. Uh, you've got you know Alfredo, which when you click on says Alfred and the Fedek. What? I never noticed that. Well, I guess because I was playing the emulator. <laughs> well, you're, and you were playing the Genesis version. This is specifically, I think, the Nintendo one. But oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. There's Critical Bypass, which is spelled one way, the regular way. But then when you click on it, it's spelled with a Y. So, it, And then there's titles like Silver Sword. There's no Silver Sword. The sword is fucking black. Maybe it's a sword that's tarnished? <laughs> also, they, they didn't even bother to change the, sp- the sprite of the sword. So when you're facing up, the sword goes up, right? But when you're facing down, the sword is still facing down. He throws it by the blade, I guess. <laughs> it, it, same thing. When, when you're facing left, it looks right. But when you're facing right... It's, it's still like there. They, they did not bother to just reverse the image of the sprite. And that's something that's really easy images. to do. <laughs> um, of course, there is the Cheetah Men. I will say that the featured game is definitely, you can tell, the game that the most amount of effort was put into. It's still not good, but you can definitely tell that there was a little bit more care and attention put into it than everything else in in the collection. But it's still pretty bad. And and for some reason, even though this was developed by by uh, Americans, the the in-game dialogue feels like something from like a foreign, like it feels like English. It's just like the cheetah men <laughs> and, and one thing that got me okay and and I, i've never seen anyone critique this because i don't get it okay the story of the cheetah men the nintendo version is that you're uh the action game master gets pulled into the tv screen and and into the world of of, of the cheetah men game right but then it, it says that the cheetah men say we will fight for you what so what's the point of introducing a character that gets sucked into the TV screen if he's not even the character that you play as. I, I was a little bit confused there. It, it just seems kind of... It's just this little things like that that just don't make any sense. Yeah. Um, the very first game on the collection, Fire Breathers, is multiplayer only, and you have no way of knowing that. The Sega version at least color-coded what games were multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. But, but in this one, if you select the first game, oh, wait, this is a two-player only game? Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I did that a couple times. I was like, "How do I keep winning at this tennis one?" I'm, is he not playing back? Is this not a computer? <laughs> oh, I didn't read the legend at the beginning. Oh, this blue game is a two-player or green, whatever it was. No, oh, green is easy. Whatever. Yeah, the color-coded G- Genesis version is actually a nice touch, but but yeah, w- w- with with Action Fifty Two, some games are playable only up to a certain point. There's usually some kind of game breaking glitch, um, like I said before, with Ooze, uh, with Atmos Quake, um, that prevents you from playing after a certain point. Other games, it's impossible to lose or die. So if you're if you're fed up with it, if you're bored, you you need to restart the game to, to continue to play because because you can't die. What? <laughs> so and then the rest of the games that are there that are at least somewhat functional are just not enjoyable to play i mean it's like oh boy another space shooter okay you know and half of these space shooters you know there's an object right at the beginning that forces you to crash yeah yeah exactly it's like why am i gonna why am i gonna give effort if they're gonna kill me right off the bat 
And, and even the menu and, and several assets in the game were stolen from other multi-cart games. In the original Nintendo version, if you notice, the selection always defaults to number five, ooze, instead of number one. And I believe that was actually a product of, of them having imported uh, a menu from another game. Uh, a lot of these games do seem to be inspired by other Nintendo games. And one other fact about this is that apparently playing for one over for over an hour causes the cartridge to become hot and smell of burning plastic. So oh, that's it, great. It wasn't even made well. Um, but that, that was basically a lot of my experiences with the Nintendo version and a lot of what I found out. Now, y'all played the Genesis version. How does yes. that compare? Um, I mean, we played on an emulator, obviously, because, you know, like, I, we don't have those consoles. I mean, we have a Nintendo. We have a SNES, but it, yeah. we don't have the power cord. And I don't think we have any controllers. I think we literally just have the console and some games. Yeah. My brother has the full package, the original one that we originally bought back in the day. But that's, that's his baby. I can maybe touch number two controller uh, if he lets me. That's badass, though. Yeah. Yeah. So we played the emulator, and that one was, I mean, there were some games that were like, okay, like, I can definitely see myself getting, you know, completely plastered and just playing this to fucking forget the day, but, I mean, that's kind of, it reminds me of, um, like, Subway Surfers, the iPhone game. Okay. That's kind of what a lot of these games reminded me of, is just basic kind Flappy of, like, Bird. iPhone games. Oh, God, not fucking Flappy Bird. <laughs> I Fuck remember Flappy trying Bird. to convince my friends to sell my phone for $600 because Flappy Bird. No. <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was a thing for a while. Whenever I closed my eyes, there was Flappy Bird taunting me. <laughs> it was there constantly. Oh, my God. That's when we were in, the, in high school. Yeah. <laughs> and then that guy got death threats, so he pulled it down, the game down. And like you said, people were legit selling their iPhones. You With know, the for... game still attached to it. I think I still have an iPod out there somewhere that still has it on it. I think Flappy Bird got offloaded by my phone long ago. And unfortunately, I... like PT on, the, on my PlayStation is unplayable. But, um, but yeah, the Genesis version actually has a completely different lineup of game. Uh, but it's literally the same thing. Literally the same thing. Yep. Notably, there does seem to be a fewer space shooters, but I mean, we, we still have the base, the same basic types of games. Um, more effort does seem to have been put into the game design, um, from what I've heard, and there are fewer technical issues. Uh, like we said before, the games are color-coded based on the difficulty or type. Now, despite having a completely different lineup, there are several games that share names with their Nintendo counterparts, but are completely different in terms of content. Um, this includes Haunted House, or sorry, Haunted Hills. It was Haunted Hills, and uh, the Cheetahmen. And then there's also other games that have different titles that are actually quite similar, like Norman and uh, Storm Over the Desert, which, which, by the way, has Saddam Hussein. Yeah, no, I didn't know that until you told me right before the podcast episode. I mean, it makes sense for the time era. I mean, Desert Storm, Desert Shield was going on around that time. Well, it was like a year or two prior. So, I mean, it makes sense. Operation, yeah, it was Storm Over the Desert. Um, as for Norman, I, I think it was named after something else. But, but, but yeah, Saddam literally shows up at Storm Over the Desert. And what's funny is, is he's, he's huger than the tanks. He's just, there's, there's these little guys that you can run over. And then there's these tanks. And then there's big old fucking Saddam, he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even, I couldn't even, like, figure that out. Like, just, I, well, what was the, the, Sega version of it. Uh, it was Norman. It was Norman? Yeah. 
Because in Norman, you're literally just a little tank Maybe shooting. Maybe we didn't get that high up in the levels because we probably uh, did. Saddam doesn't appear in Norman, from what I know. Oh, okay. That but makes. It's a different game, but it's it's similar. The concept is similar. Um, there are actually instead of just the one, there are six multiplayer games uh, in the collection that are truly multiplayer. Like two people can play at once. Um, number fifty-one is actually a clone of Pong, and it's called First Video Game. Technically, that's not actually accurate. The first video game was was tennis for two, but we'll we'll excuse it. So number fifty-one is first video game, but it, it's just pong. Um, and then number fifty-two is challenge, which is an endurance test to see how long players can last in a random series of the highest levels of each game. Well, did y'all did y'all try that out? The, the challenge. Um. I think we tried to load it, but it literally like refused to load. Yeah, we just we played like four or five games. And yeah, like most of them refused to load. We destroyed our laptop. We said, "Fuck this." Yeah, <laughs> it's not worth it. Yeah, no, literally half of them wouldn't even load. I just saw like the, um, what's it called? It was like their version of a loading screen. Or it was just black. Yeah, or it was just black, and it was just like, nah, girl, you ain't going to see that today. We just push the refresh button, and it takes us all the way back to the main menu. Then we got to scroll over, hit it again, and it did nothing. I had the same issue. The emulator I was using today, actually, didn't have a reset option. The other one I I did, the other one I was using when I played this before did have a reset option. This one didn't, so I had to reload and and wait for the, woo, cut. (laughs) Um. Now, there's also a music test, and then there's also a randomizer option in the Sega Genesis version, which does what it says. I want you to pick a game at random. I did, in fact, play every game on the Nintendo version today. It was painful. <laughs> I had to take a break, but I got through them all. And some of them were more functional than others. They still weren't fun. And, and uh, most of them just were pretty much unplayable. If not technically unplayable you know it unplayable in the sense that it was just too difficult to position everything and it wasn't worth it and i wasn't having fun i wasn't having it wasn't having a good time bro straight up <laughs> straight up not having a good time bro <laughs> i was having a little bit of fun playing that shark one the shark one is fun but it got it got a little hectic when the hammerheads came out and i said fuck this shit i'm out Oh, you know the shark one on the nintendo is much worse you just sit there and, and, and the sharks don't even come after you i mean they they're just they're just floating around same thing with the tanks in the in the desert storm one they they're just they don't randomly actually just moving around and accidentally hit you sometimes i had to try to get killed <laughs> i was done with it and i was trying to i was please kill me oh uh, we 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 died like i died a lot a lot yeah so other games i did die a lot some I had to try to die. The other ones I couldn't get past the first level <laughs> on most yeah. of them. Uh, but needless to say, there was uh, the reception to this was not good. Uh, anyone who did bother to spend $199, stupid choice, <laughs> gave a, a overtly negative, negative critical reception. All game described it as unlicensed but legal multi-cart. Right. So there was actually some 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 plans. Like I said, uh, uh, Perry had planned to make the Cheetah Bin into a franchise. He had yeah. an entire line of merchandise planned, which included action figures, T-shirts, comic book series, a TV cartoon. But these plans quickly fell through because the game sucked. 
And not just reviews, but just word of mouth contributed to that. There yeah. was there was even in development a Cheetah Min 2. It was planned but never completed. Only six out of ten levels were made, and it was never officially released, but six hundred six yeah. 1,500 copies were found in a Florida warehouse in 1996. Um, all the copies were reused Action 52 cartridges, and some of them had a small gold sticker that said Cheetah Min 2. The gameplay is, is, is it's similar to the original, but it's actually impossible to play as uh, Ares, one of the Cheetah Men, because they, they switch every two levels without altering the ROM image or exploiting a rare glitch that causes you to just to start on his levels. But eventually, some masochist had the masochist. idea in 2011 from romhacking.net to release a patch fixing all game-breaking bugs. And then Mr. Pavich, who we mentioned earlier, later did uh, release a fixed version called Cheetabin 2 The Lost Levels, and he released it on an actual NES cartridge. Uh, oh, this wow. was in 2012. He, he launched a Kickstarter page. It got funded. He you know, had rewards for people. It fixed the fourth level in Glitch. And, and it actually had a, a short video um, that was shot with uh, himself and the Angry Video Game Nerd and, and some other YouTubers. Huh. And if you haven't watched the Angry Video Game Nerd review of this, I, I would recommend that. Um, it, it's a nice little... Um, context of, of everything that as action 52 and, and why it's it's terrible <laughs> i honestly hadn't even heard of this until like we started talking about the season and ash was like yeah we're gonna play action 52 and i'm like sitting over here like what the fuck is action 52 like i'm like just thinking like in general what the fuck is this so we finally i finally played the first game i saw alfredo and i was like, I think I was actually eating pasta at the time, and I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna click on Alfredo. Hell yeah. Clicked on that shit, I was like, oh my god, I'm a little Italian man gathering pasta. Then we tried Norman, I'm a little fucking tank. And then, which one did we do next? You did the shark one. I you like the, the shark, shark one. one. Yeah. I can't remember I all their a names. race car one, too. And oh, the NASCAR one. Fucking retarded. Hey, <laughs> you just like. <laughs> Like these little these red cars are coming up, and I'm gonna swerve out of the th three lane, trying to get back and forth through <laughs> all of them. I'm like, okay, so let me just go scoot, scoot, and then scoot, scoot, and then as soon as I scoot back over, there's another one in front of me, and the tail end, like the one line of pixels that is my car, touches the one that I just passed, and I crash. I'm like, this is dumb. Yeah, I, I experienced a lot of the frustrations that I had with the Zelda CDI games when we played those back last season. Um, just just poor level design. Yeah. And it's no wonder. I, you can't really blame the developers here in this case. I mean, they... They did it in three months. They did yeah, it they in did three it months. For three months? With no experience. As a college kid? This is fucking impressive. I mean, by... Imagine if those guys were fucking doing that kind of shit now, you know? I will say back then, I think it was. Now, as of... By today's standards, I mean, you can download the Game Maker engine and, and produce something like this in, like, five minutes. But. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, that's also the difference between today's, you know, technology, technology. and yesteryear's technology kind of thing. But if you think about it, it is kind of impressive for, 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 for what they, the amount of time that they had and the amount of experience that they had, that they put together 52 games. I, I just, I'm struggling to figure out, I mean, I blame this all on, on, on Vince Perry. I mean... Why, dude? Why? 
Yeah, no, I'm not fully understanding besides like thinking that it could make him a profit. Like, what is that freaking movie where the guy is a developer? It's a 90s movie. Hmm. Where the friend is a developer and he goes over to his friend's house to stay and he jacks off to the female action figure. Oh, Oh, Grandma's Boy. Yes. Oh, Grandma's Boy. It reminded me so much of like whenever you were describing it, I instantly thought of Grandma's Boy. See, if you just said Adam Sandler, I would have been like, okay. I totally, I could see. It's a Happy Madison production, but I don't think he's in that one. I could see. No, he's he's not in that one. It's Vince. Is it Vince Vaughn? No. Nope, he's not in it either. No, you're right. You're right. I, I just watched that recently. It is a Happy Madison. But it is a Happy Madison. Yeah. 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 But um, it reminded me so much of that scene where they're just like walking through the dev office and it's like this lucrative motherfucker just staring at you in a trench coat like Ash describing it. I was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That guy. <laughs> That's one of my favorite stoner movies. It's great. But yeah, I mean, I guess we'll kind of wrap it up here. There's not a lot more to say other than it, it's complete shit. It's exactly Fucking what you expect. Garbage. Uh, but you know, what, what do you guys think? What is what is our worst game? Mm. I couldn't even pick one. I single. couldn't. Yeah, there's, there's... T- all fifty-two. The the question, <laughs> the answer to your question is yes. Well, I'll, I'll give props to Alfred and the Fedek, and and Norman. And Jigsaw for not playing at all. <laughs> I like Alfredo. <laughs> in, in my opinion, yeah, actually, I, I'll, I'll actually call them the best games because you can't play them unless you have the right the right emulator, which I, I did play Alfredo at one point and it was okay. But anyway, yeah, it, it, it's I, I'm kind of with you guys. I, I wanted to I wanted to put that out there, but it's hard to pick. They're all just really shitty and they're not memorable. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible but um final thoughts um don't. just don't don't even try and get a bootleg copy no, if you're really that stoned or you're that bored and you want to venture into it there's emulators online honestly if you're going as far as a NES or a snes or any type of oh my god that scared the hell out of me oh thanks mike um, <laughs> if you're going as far back as old consoles, you can get the remasters. There's a lot better games that'll save your time. Just don't do it. Just, yeah, just don't. What about you, Alan? What do you think? <laughs> 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 what is there to say? Don't. Don't. Just go I would to work. Say, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> you, you'll have a better time. You're making money. Um, I feel bad for anyone that had to do what little testing was done on this. Probably the developers themselves. Probably none. Does it turn on? Does it work? Anyway, I tested about 30 of them. Good enough. Ship it. Yeah, it must Send have it. been Alfredo and, and, and Jigsaw. Well, supposedly the story with those is that they were actually supposed to be unlocked after you completed Ooze, which is uncompletable. So it might have that might have something to do with why they don't actually run. But either way... Um, Just yeah, don't do it, guys. It Honestly, like, like any other bad game that we'll probably talk about you know like we said on the the zelda cdi episode you're you're better off mostly just watching a review of this or watching a playthrough but if you really want to um the emulators are available you can just you could literally play this game like online on a website nothing no download required i literally did it on safari two hours ago not even lying to you guys and and and, you know if if um you you can play everything there is 
within a single setting. And in fact, you'll get the general gist of it within a few, a couple within minutes. one game. We will get it within one game. <laughs> Not even joking. But yeah, I, I really wanted to do a bad game this season. I feel like we say good games, bad games and everything in between. So I really wanted to throw that. That's why it was important to get this done. I think um, we've done enough for 52 seasons. My brain can't handle it anymore. <laughs> Just it, kidding. We're going to do Anthem 2, guys. Anthem, yeah. Eventually. I'm I'm making it happen. Don't worry about it. I'm going to talk about it. We've got a bad game coming up next season, which I think is actually undecided for us. So we'll, we'll see. It, this season, it was either going to be... It was either going to be this or Superman 64. So, but yeah, that that's really all there is to say. Now, you can find Collateral Gaming wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube. We're on Pandora now. Oh, hey. We're a part of Chill Lover Radio. Um, and wherever you're listening to it right now, I mean, obviously you can listen to it there. You Go check out Collateral Cinema, our parent podcast as well. We just wrapped up season three of collateral cinema we got our episode out on best friends starring tommy wassell and greg sestero it was a blast we loved it we had a great fun time with it and super excited about season four coming up and season three of collateral gaming um is coming very soon we're we're trying to wrap up this season our next episode is going to be assassin's creed 4 black flag yeah, girl. Throwing it back to the shanties. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I, I've had a blast playing that recently. Um, that's going to be our season finale. Uh, we've got a couple of bonus round episodes that I want to get out as well before that ends. But um, look forward to that. And then our season three premiere, I'm going to go ahead and reveal it now. The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Basically one of the best Zelda games of all time. Something that Alan has not experienced at all it's yet. It's debatable. You 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 experienced Majora's Mask? No, but the first one's obviously the best one because it obviously got you hooked into the whole series. I mean, you're right, but point. at the same time, Majora's Mask is its own game as well as Twilight Princess and Ocarina of Time. I've never heard of Twilight Princess. <laughs> <laughs> and I married you? Sometimes I like to say things that just piss her off. <laughs> well, isn't that the point of marriage? Isn't that... A- just asking each other what we want to eat until we die? Yep. It, well, it's basically finding... The, it, it's knowing the worst things about a person, finding the things that get on your nerves and, and learning to be okay with those things. <laughs> it's literally telling the government I am forcing myself to spend the rest of my life with this person. <laughs> and nothing changes, guys. Not even kidding you. I have a ring on my finger and nothing has changed. Promise. We're still in a relationship. We still don't give a shit. It's nice to say my wife, my husband. Though. It is. It yeah, is. It Instead is. of just being like, wifey, hubby. Now I'm like, hey, that's my husband. People take Are it more seriously. Going? They do. They really do. Instead of being like, like especially when we were just engaged, I'd be like, oh, yeah, my fiance. And people would be like, mm-hmm. like my husband, they're like, oh, tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. We're uh, super stoked to be wrapping up the season. And, and I'm very excited about season three of Collateral Gaming. I'm um, so stoked. I cannot wait. Though, so, yeah, me either. There are so many fun games that I'm really excited to share with y'all. And um, uh, it's, it's, been a good, it's been a good season. I've, I've really had, what, I mean, what have you guys been thinking? I've been having a lot of fun. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't show on the uh, Spyro episode because, you know, we were kind of busy getting married. So yeah. there was that. <laughs> Sorry, uh, guys. You missed um, a quarter of it. It's yeah. Okay. Yeah. We missed a quarter of it. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we've been having a lot of fun and we can't wait for the next season. 
yeah, me either. It's been a blast. And um, that being said, um, yeah. <laughs> that being said, I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Megan Gomez. And I'm Alan Gomez. This is Collateral Gaming, and we are out. Later. Collateral Gaming is an L Company production. All music and game clips are owned by their respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.
Make your selection now.